Welcome to our study of the book of Hebrews. Today we begin with chapter 5, and I'm reading from verse 1. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is bound to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for those of the people. And one does not take the honor upon himself, but he is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. And he says also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard for his godly fear. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. The writer in this chapter is comparing Jesus with the high priests of Judaism. You can read all about their duties, their sacrifices and offering of gifts back in the book of Leviticus. Everyone needs a priest. In Judaism, the priest was essential for the resolution of the sin problem. He mediated between God and man. He offered sacrifices, he prayed, he interceded, and through the priest, God accepted the people. The priest was so essential in any relationship with God in the Old Testament that in the defense of the New Covenant, the author of Hebrews gives considerable attention to the fact that God's new covenant and grace-administered people are not without the blessing of a priest. But even more than this, he tells them that they have a superior high priest than Judaism had. From here, that is chapter 5 through chapter 10, we will see the witness of the Spirit of God concerning how Jesus Christ outperformed the priests of old and did once for all time what a million priests could never accomplish in the Old Testament. Because he is so superior as a great high priest, no one should even entertain the thought of having a class of priests today. They, of course, are not only inferior but also unnecessary. In chapter 7, the author will emphasize this truth to the extent of proclaiming that if Jesus were on earth in his day, that is, in the first century, he would not be a priest. Why not? Because he has no sacrifice to offer since he offered himself, and by that ended the need for further sacrifices and further priests. After all, why do we need a priest? What should he do? Are there sacrifices that he should offer? 
Certainly not. The Bible tells us that Christ's sacrifice was the final sacrifice and that it satisfied God completely. So we don't need a priest to sacrifice animals. Does he need to be a mediator? Do we need a priest for that? Someone who can go to God on our behalf? No, the Bible teaches us that there is only one mediator between God and men, and that's the man Christ Jesus. So Christianity has brought men to God through Jesus Christ, and now we go directly to God. We don't need to go to a priest. Do we need a priest today to receive tithes and offerings as they had in the Old Testament? No, tithing was never taught to New Testament Christians. And the offerings are unnecessary because Christ is the final offering and God is satisfied. Well, if we don't need priests today to offer sacrifices, to make prayers for us and mediate on our behalf, or to receive tithes and offerings, why do we need a priest? Well, that's a good question. No one in the New Testament was told that they needed any other priest than Jesus Christ, and they had him seated at the right hand of the Father. But the Apostle Peter, who came out of Judaism and knew all about the priesthood, said this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that you may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Here Peter is saying that all believers are a royal priesthood. Why? Because we can go directly to God. We need not go through a human mediator. We are priests of God. There are branches of the so-called Christian faith that do have priests, and we wonder why they do. It's because they have studied the Old Testament, and they saw in the Old Testament the people of God had priests, and therefore they have reasoned we ought to have priests in the New Testament. Well, with that kind of reasoning, we also ought to have sacrifices in the New Testament, and we ought to build a temple and fulfill all that is written in the book of Leviticus. The fact is that Judaism ended when Jesus Christ died. The veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom by divine power, it was a dramatic event which exposed the emptiness of Judaism that crucified its Messiah. Today's system of priests is based on an inaccurate understanding of the Bible which fails to see Judaism as ended. It also fails to appreciate the fact that a new covenant was established by the one who was crucified and that new covenant began at the cross and obviates the old covenant. The writer of Hebrews will speak forcefully about this in chapters 7 through 10. People today assume that the religion of the Old Testament is valid in this age, but it ended. I didn't end it. God did. I fear that if I established a priesthood today in this age of the New Testament that I would be hurling a shameful insult before the Creator and the Father of Jesus Christ. 
How dare I do that? Now, every religion or perversion of Christianity that assigns priestly duties or even that title to a man today must be an affront to the God who did away with priests. Establishing a priesthood is tantamount to a formal declaration that we are not satisfied with the eternal priesthood of Jesus and with the fact that God has declared us a royal priesthood. It also implies that we do not believe that he, that is Christ, did all that was necessary as a priest. Hence, there is a need for another priest. If you need a priest today, in addition to Jesus, our great high priest in heaven, you need to re-examine your faith. You may claim to believe in Jesus, but I ask, what for? Why do you believe in Jesus? Was it necessary for Christ to be sacrificed? Did you need him to die for you? Of course, most of us believe that he needed to die for real sinful people, but did he need to die for you? Are you sinful enough? Are you totally lost apart from him? Or have you added Jesus to your religious life for insurance? As I have studied the Bible over many years, I have come to this conclusion that believing in Jesus Christ to save us means abandoning everything we thought would help us to get to God. That means walking away from everything that you depended upon, especially religion with its rituals, with its sacraments. Do you need them? If you do then you are not believing in Jesus Christ, because God sent him to be the Savior of the world. Jesus Christ was not sent by the Father from heaven to supplement the religion which we already had. He sent him here as the new and living way, because there was nothing that we had that could save us. Now, we need to understand that most people who go to churches which have priests have not studied this matter. They're not Bible scholars. They're not even Bible students for the most part. They have simply become a part of the culture, a religious culture, which sets forth priests as some kind of a mediator between the members and their God. They are victims of religious tradition, and we should not insult such people. After all, they're innocent in what they are doing. They think this is the way they've been told that. Their parents followed that system. What we need to do is show them what the book of Hebrews is emphasizing, that there is one who is superior to the high priests of the Old Testament, superior to angels, superior to Moses, so that they will know that Jesus is everything. God has exalted him. Now, after saying all this, I think I need to say that everyone needs a priest. Yes, you can't approach God without a priest. And the Christian, that is, the one who believes in Jesus Christ, has a priest, and that's why he can come near to God and draw near to the throne of grace. 
in the Old Testament, and that's according to the revelation of God in the book of Leviticus, God appointed a priesthood. Fourteen centuries later, God appointed another priest when he swore and said, You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Here is a new kind of priest appointed by God, and that priest is Jesus Christ. Now, if a person won't accept this new priest which God has appointed, how can he have confidence in any other priesthood? which God has not appointed. Now, in our program tomorrow, we're going to see what the qualifications are for the priesthood, and that covers verses 1 through 4. I'll be here, and I hope you'll join me. We have talked today about how many people misunderstand the Bible, and many people have testified that they got understanding of the Bible from our course on cassette tape called Understanding the New Testament. You can get information about this and other short courses on cassette tape by writing to the Radio Bible course, Ask for our list of teaching tapes. You may not be aware that these Bible teaching broadcasts are coming to you because of the generosity of Bible believers. They have kept us on the air for more than 10 years, and the Radio Bible course is their ministry. Our financial supporters are pleased not only with our loyalty to the inspired Word of God, but also because they know that their gifts to the Radio Bible Course are not used to pay salaries or benefits to anyone. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavoto reminding you to rejoice in the good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.